0: Hello, and welcome to Review of Myopia Management's Up Close With. Today, we are up close with optometrist Scott Mundell, board member of the Global Myopia Awareness Coalition, who represents the World Council of Optometry on GMAC. Earlier this year, the WCO passed a resolution for a myopia management standard of care, and more recently this month, the WCO released a new easy-to-use multilingual online resource that will allow eye care professionals from anywhere in the world access to the information they need to implement that standard of care to treat or manage a patient's myopia progression. Dr. Mundel is going to provide us with all the details about the myopia management standard of care and the recently released online resource. Welcome, Dr. Mundel. Good day. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for being here. So let's begin with a little background about you. Would you share some information about yourself and what your role is with the World Council of Optometry and the Global Myopia Awareness Coalition? Certainly, I would be pleased
1: to. Um, Yes, my name is Scott Mundell. I am a practicing optometrist in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. For those that don't know where Winnipeg is, it is pretty much at the longitudinal center of Canada. 60 miles north of the U.S.-Canada border, and we share the same Red River that flows through Fargo and Grand Forks, North Dakota. (laughs) I am currently the immediate past president of the World Council of Optometry. I also held the position of president for my provincial and my national associations. Along with what it does representing uh, and promoting optometry globally, WCO is the host of the Global Myopia Awareness Coalition, and I'm happy to be our representative To it. Um, GMAC was formed in early 2019 and is composed of leading ophthalmic companies and eye health associations that agree on a clear need for greater public awareness about childhood myopia. We want to help change the behaviors of parents and encourage them to do the same with their children. We hope to make parents of myopic children more receptive to recommendations from their eye care practitioners, and to increase the time children spend outdoors and decrease the time they spend on screens. And we seek to influence policy at the national and global level to make clinical and health promotion activities possible.
0: All right, excellent, Dr. Mundell. Thank you very much for that background. Now, regarding the World Council of Optometry's standard of care resolution, what led to its creation and why has this resolution been released now?
1: Excellent question. Um Cooper Vision is a great partner for the World Council of Optometry and they helped create this document. They and the entire vision care sector has realized this oncoming epidemic of myopia is a real concern and needs to be addressed. For example, the population affected by myopia is ex- ex- is expected to increase from approximately 2 billion people in 2010 to nearly 5 billion people, which will be about half the global population in 2050, with nearly 10% of that having high myopia. In 2015, the World Health Organization declared that, "quote, myopia and high myopia are increasing globally at an alarming rate with significant increases in the risks for vision impairment from pathologic conditions associated with high myopia, Eye care professionals agree that without early identification and intervention for myopia, a child is at risk for developing long-term vision and eye health problems. With increasing prevalence of myopia, regardless of magnitude, there are associated increases in the lifetime risk of further visual impairment resulting from eye diseases such as cataract, retinal detachment, myopic maculopathy, glaucoma, and optic neuropathy. Historically, the profession of optometry has traditionally addressed uncorrected refractive errors and specifically myopia by simply correcting them with spectacles or contact lenses. We now have a significant amount of research which has identified a number of interventions, including behavioral, optical, pharmacological, Or some combination of therapies to potentially control myopic progression. Applying methods to reduce myopia progression should be, but was not until now, the current standard of care amongst optometrists. WCO recognized that the established lack of of a standard of care in myopia management is a disservice to the optometric profession, our patients, and public health. This was the impetus for the standard of care resolution, whereby simply correcting refractive air is no longer sufficient and myopia management should not be optional, but rather be an obligation of all optometrists. This new online resource, which was jointly developed by the WCO and Cooper Vision, is very exciting because it provides the tools that eye care practitioners need to implement the standard of care that the WCO encourages when treating patients with myopia. The evidence-based standard of care is comprised of three main components, uh, mitigation, measurement, and management. Mitigation means optometrists educating and counseling patients and their children during early and regular eye exams on lifestyle, dietary, and other factors to prevent or delay the onset of myopia. Measurement means optometrists evaluating the status of a patient during regular comprehensive vision and eye health exams, including axial length, if possible. And management means optometrists addressing patients' needs of today by correcting myopia, while also providing evidence-based interventions, including contact lenses, spectacles, and or pharmaceuticals that slow the progression of myopia, for improved quality of life and better eye health today and into the future. This resolution also advises optometrists to incorporate standard of care for myopia management within their practice that shifts not only from correcting vision, but includes public education and early and frequent discussion with parents that explains what myopia is, lifestyle factors that may impact myopia, the increased risk to long-term ocular health that myopia brings, and the available approaches that can be used to manage myopia and slow its progression. Now, speaking specifically to the online resource for optometrists, as WCO and Cooper Vision have jointly developed an easy to use online resource that provides multilingual assets and approaches that will enable eye care professionals, regardless of geographic location, to apply a standard of care to manage the condition. It was developed to serve as a valuable point to provide information that has not been easily accessible and to provide a forum to encourage the exchange of knowledge and experiences within the global optometric community. This this, uh, site is organized around the three main pillars of the evidence-based standard of care that I just spoke about, specifically mitigation, measurement, and management, Each pillar provides a listing of papers and studies that have been stilled into one-page myopia moments that are available in Arabic, Chinese, English, French, Russian, and Spanish. Visitors to the site can download a myopia moment or they can learn more by accessing the many papers and studies that have been aggregated from independent third-party sources. The launch of the Myopia Management online resource is the next step to provide eye care practitioners with the information, knowledge, and guidance needed to establish a standard of care in their practice.
0: All right. Great information, Dr. Mundell. Uh, We've shared, we're happy to share that information on review of Myopia Management. Yes. We've also had a lot of other announcements this year in the field of Myopia Management from products to partnerships and now this WCO resolution and online resource. Would you say that the focus on myopia management is increasing? And what is the reason for this?
1: Well, the, the focus is increasing for two reasons. A, the, the number of patients who have myopia is increasing, number one. And the amount of research that we all know has been coming out of the last few years that's evidence-based and extremely important that we start to treat this as a treatable disease that we can either slow the progression or um, at least reduce the amount that it could affect the patient. So it's, I think it's just evidence-based data that's more and more is coming out that, that we as optometrists are proud that we're the leaders in that
0: research. And back to the standard of care resolution um, it suggests that some optometrists have been slow to address the scientific evidence for myopia management. Could you share your thoughts on that?
1: Yes. Uh, Historically, optometrists have simply corrected myopia. And even with the recent uh, research and and treatment options now available, many have been slow to embrace um, this evidence and adopt its proven interventions. Um, That is why it's critically important for the global optometry community, specifically WCO, to embrace an evidence-based standard of care that regularly and consistently applies these proven interventions to stem myopia progression. Our uh, WSO's adoption of the standard of care resolution on behalf of its 38 affiliate members, 45 country members who represent more than 114,000 optometrists is a resounding message that the global optometry community must do more. It's now incumbent upon our country members to make fighting this global pandemic their top priority. And that starts with embracing the standard of care. While the WCO recognizes that it takes time and resources to achieve the change we're striving for, as I said earlier, there are three main components that all optometrists should embrace as first steps towards curbing this public health issue. And that is, again, as we refer to the three M's, mitigation, measurement and management.
0: All right. How might this WCO standard of care resolution to address or reduce the burden on healthcare expenditure and uh, population eye health in the longer term? And could adopting this resolution help to change perceptions of optometry among the public?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, exactly. As I said earlier, high myopia leads to other ocular health issues such as cataracts, glaucoma and other retinal, uh, retinal diseases and detachment, all of which are expensive to treat. Practicing myopia management means that we are helping reduce the risk that these children will become high myopes who experience other costly and detrimental eye health issues in their future. I'm confident that my global colleagues will embrace this research, its recommendations, this new standard of care, and apply it to patient care. As a result, optometry will continue to be a leader, innovator, and an important player in the provision of primary vision care around the world.
0: What challenges or barriers remain for the adoption of myopia management as a standard and what is needed globally, in other countries, in this country, in order to address barriers to myopia management, such as cost, for example?
1: So bringing myopia management into practice requires a fundamental change in our approach to patient care. Some of the barriers that you just referred to uh, include low awareness of myopia and myopia management among parents, Studies show uh, parents believe they know what myopia is but few are able to correctly identify it even as short-sightedness or near-sightedness and that parents deem eye exams as less of a priority than visits to their primary care doctor or their dentist. The lack of recognition and delay in comprehensive examinations leads to a greater risk for high myopia and its health consequences. Other barriers, or another barrier, is the perceived cost of myopia management treatment options. Not all families can afford the out-of-pocket expense. The key here is making sure we educate parents in a way that they can clearly see the value of myopia management treatment option will give their child. Think of this as an insurance policy. You pay up front so that the costs or consequences are hopefully less in the future. And historically, uh, optometrists have often been their own worst enemy, as uh, they assume often that parents or patients can't or don't want to pay what's the best treatment for themselves or their family, especially when it comes to children. My position in my practice has always been, if this patient was your family member, would you recommend the best level of care or something that is substandard? surely you would recommend and offer the best level of care to your patients and your family. So don't assume your patients aren't willing to accept the cost of the best care. Personally, I think that that is doing a disservice to your patients to not offer what is in their best interest. The last thing you want to hear is a patient finding out that there were other options available that you didn't suggest and asking you why weren't they offered.
0: Yes, absolutely. And those that goes back to something you mentioned before, where we now have myopia management abilities, and uh, whereas before we treated myopia more traditionally just with correction. Absolutely. So in, in the resolution, it suggests myopia management should not be optional, but an obligation. So how would that look like in practice?
1: Yeah, it's tough. So whether you get into it, regulatory um, issues or not, um I think that what's important is that if if it's recognized as a standard of care and you don't provide that standard of care, that there, there may be a concern in some places, litigation, some patients, certainly you would lose patients. But I always look at it going, again, what's in your patient's best interest? So if you're not providing the best level of care, or in some cases, we, sh- we need to re- remember that some optometrists globally can't offer this level of care. So the obligation is still to refer to the, the next appropriate person or another area where optometry is better uh, legislated or regulated. So I mean, I hate to speak in, the, in legalistic terms, but it's no different than any other level of care, uh, not diagnosing something correctly, not providing the best uh, evidence-based data. So I'm hoping that, that our, our colleagues uh, around the world realize that that this is the new standard that we should all adhere to.
0: Yes, and, and the work is being done by the World Council of Optometry to make that happen. That's great. One final question, Dr. Mundell, are there any other efforts or what's ne- what are the next steps for this standard of care, for the online resource, uh, anything the World Council of Optometry is doing to pursue its work to combat myopia worldwide? Excellent.
1: Yes, there are. Um, so beyond the microsite, and certainly to find out this information, go to our website, which is WorldCouncilOfOptometry.info, and then just go to the links that are on the site. But we currently have an article planned with four experienced myopia eye care professionals from around the world, where we talked to them about their experiences of implementing myopia management in their practice and what their recommendations are to get started. And we're also working on an event at the beginning of 2022, also focusing on various practical aspects of myopia management. So this will be a continual ongoing thing as new data comes out and as new resources and uh, aspects come out on behalf of uh, our members and the global community.
0: Excellent. Looking forward to it. Very good, Dr. Mundell. Excellent information. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, John. I really appreciated this and thank you for your interest. All right, and thank you also to the World Council of Optometry for its resolution on a standard of care for myopia and for providing the tools necessary to implement it on a worldwide basis. And finally, thank you for listening to Review of Myopia Management's Up Close with optometrist Scott Mundell. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.